The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Your host, Paul, is the best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash and the brand new book, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, now available on Audible. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, everybody? Today on the show, we have the Snatch Man. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? Lamont Harrison, welcome back, man. You have provided some sound bites on the program before it all <laughs> happened down in Texas uh, with the uh, customer he sent my rate increase letter to. What did he say? Are you drunk when you wrote this letter? <laughs> <laughs> that uh, definitely uh, became popular amongst uh, friends of the show. And then uh, we were in Mitchell's shop when you just dropped a classic, man. Snatch man. <laughs> Because uh, Mitchell's a real serious guy. He is. Like, even if you're hanging out with him, like, you know, we're laughing, we're smiling. Yeah. He's like, you know, a Trooper Gordy mode. Like, yeah, he is. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, he sir. Is. Just his demeanor. Yeah, I, when I went to leave, he's like, are you leaving now or something like that? I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> I'm like, I got in my car in like three seconds. Like, see you later. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm picking up on the queue, man. It's time for me to go. Yeah, he's cutting dry. He's, he's, but you had a dying laughing. I did with the snatch. You had, man. When I you did. said snatch, man, man. He said snatch, man. <laughs> His face, oh, you he, he, he got him good. <laughs> Most people know what we're talking about. If That's not, true. you, you got you to go back in the archives. Welcome back to the program, Lamont. Thank you, man. Thank you. We're here in uh, the snow of Michigan, and uh, we just got done with Entrepreneur Academy. So how was the event for you? I loved it, man. It was, to me, it was, uh, it was actually, you know, all of I didn't keep I get come to nineteen. Okay. So I came last year, and it's to me this is better than last year's. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just it was more intense to me. It was more intense mm-hmm. and more heartfelt than it was last year. Well, I think just the structure of the room last year they put us in like five or six different fragmented rooms. Right. So you lost that camaraderie and chemistry, and I mean they did what they could, but right. when everyone's in the same room, it's way way better. Right. That's true. And like I said, it it still was it was very good last year, but for some odd reason to me this year, it was just you know it was to me it was more of a connection amongst everybody. Like you said, everybody was sectioned out last year, yeah. but to me because I sat around people that I've never met in the industry. Oh before. really? Yeah. And we and we were all cutting up and you know acting you know acting crazy you know and you know getting to, get to know each other. Yeah, and then your friends that you already had before. It seems like you guys are really getting close with. Um, James Shields and Ben Naiman. Yes, sir. And, uh, the, and the, the, Amigos. the Amigos from Alabama. Yes, sir. Um, so you really seem to have a friendship with them, huh? Yes, sir. Actually, I met the Amigos down at the, at the uh, meetup in Florida. Yeah. That's the first time I ever met the folks. Oh, really? Yes, sir. That's the first time I ever met them. Okay. And we just been, you know, swapping numbers and we send each other text messages. I talk to them at least twice a week. Oh, wow. You know, how y'all doing? 
you know, how's the weather down in the day, this, that, and the third. So I talk to them boys at least at least one to two times a week. That's fantastic. So in regards to the knowledge to take back to your business, um, I want to hear what you learned from the event. Are you uh, full-time lawn care now, right? Yes. You you hung it up at Lowe's. I had to. Okay. <laughs> so what are you going to do for income in the winter? Because in North Carolina, the grass don't grow much in, in January, February, does it? It doesn't. But a lot of times we um, – you know, we do leaf cleanups. Okay. That's so, going on right now. Yes. Uh, actually, we started. I started uh, two weeks ago. But I'm still mowing some, too, because some of my newly seeded yards, they've oh. actually sprouted. Nice. Yeah. But um, I don't cut, you know, I don't cut grass on the days. It's like like a frost. I had a customer ask me. She was like, you cut my grass today? I said, no, ma'am. I said, we had a frost last night. I said, I'll kill you new growth if I do. Mm-hmm. So I was wearing blue leaves off of it and I left. But uh, I'm still doing, I'm going to do leaf cleanups. Mm-hmm. I can do some pruning. I can do you know flower bed enhancements. Uh, nice. So I got I can do mulch, pine needles, that type of thing. Yeah, they got pine straw in North Carolina. Yes. Okay. So that's the plan for the winter. What uh, insights did you take from this event uh, that you want to share with those listening right now? Well, you know, I break it down to you know the speakers that I got a chance to talk that I got a chance to see. Um, Jeff Joyner, I got from him. You know, you know, you got to build a team. Mm-hmm. Um, Keith Kalfas, he. He out to me. He always brings down the house, regardless. I actually was crying when I when Keith was talking. Really? Yes, because I could I could feel some of the changes that he spoke of that I know that I that I thought I had made, but I hadn't made. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? You know what I I I can, but I wish I had my notes in front of me to know exactly to pinpoint exactly like what it was. I think what he was saying about. You know, about knowing your worth and not be afraid to raise your prices. And like I said, but I raised them from last year to this year, but I didn't raise them enough. And I realized that by halfway through the season. And so I got to get rid of a couple of Peter customers. You know, we all know what Peter's are. Listen Pain to in the book. <laughs> so, you know, I got I got to, you know, I got to excuse a couple of customers this year because, you know, slow payers and, you know, nay say nay payers. I'm like, you know. I mean, you can't pay your light bill when you want to. So why you want to pay me when you want to? Mm-hmm. I thought I got rid of those. And so from um, Brittany and Caleb, always, you know, they're always a powerhouse because they're husband and wife, you know, dynamic duo, I call. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I took away from them, you know, more about, you know, being more connected with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said in a previous podcast, me and my wife had gotten in line of what the goals that we want to do. Mm-hmm. And so I want to make sure I stay on that on that path mm-hmm. with her and her with I. So that way that we know exactly what we want to achieve as a as a couple. Nice. And with uh pay repeat, you know, <clears throat> just you know, with him, pretty much the price is the price. Just because Johnny down the road can do it for 15 grand less doesn't mean he's going to do a better job than me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, don't, you know, don't, 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 you know, hinder away from what, like, if I tell you, y'all can be $75 to cut, you know, don't come back and meet with 65. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not eBay. <laughs> you know, there's no negotiation. Yeah. You know, I set that price for a reason. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you know, people don't realize, a lot of people don't realize the taxes, the overhead, you know, everything that's involved. And so, like I said, I've got, I got a page full of, I got pages of notes that I've been looking over ever since yesterday evening. What about Corey Ballard? Well, with Corey, I know that, you know, I know he made the big announcement that he had sold, sold his, his business. Sold his business in. Did he say for how much? He didn't. Not that I, not that I heard. But I can tell, though, 
as I walked past him after he talked. Uh-huh. And when I walked past him several times, he was saying the same message to different people was that it hurt him when he sold the business. He says, almost like I heard, I did hear him say that it felt like that he had lost a child because that's how I guess painful or, you know, it's like, I guess, you know, handing off, you know, hand, passing the baton to somebody else after you've scrimped and scraped and, mm-hmm. you know, put your blood, sweat and tears into doing something. Yeah. I 100% have the, well, minus multiple commas. <laughs> I have the same experience. Uh, you know, over the years I've had to make some transitions to do this podcast and even with like certain customers of passing the baton to somebody else to take care of their property. And I did it professionally and, you know, lined up and the boat closed that dock and Hey, here's what we got to make a little change. Here's the deal. And it's like, Oh man, I spent so much time to build that. And then, you know, to have somebody else kind of take it over it. it, I understand what he's talking about. Um, but I'm sure all that money in his bank account now from selling his businesses helps it medicate it yeah. a little bit. I'm sure because his company was in the top 100, I believe, yes. in companies in America. It's right. huge. I, I've been there. It, right. It's in Iowa, and um, it's gigantic. Perfect cut. So yeah, I like I like how in the in the video that he showed how every truck has his own parking space. You know, yeah. everything's not all over the place. Every truck backs in. It's almost like a school bus lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, all the trucks are, you know, almost pretty much even, you know, side by side. And, you know, everybody has their own truck. They have responsible for their own truck, mm-hmm. keeping it clean, you know, and keeping it maintained and getting into the shop when it needs to be worked on. And, you know, not breaking down on the side of the road because I'm sure in his in his frame of mind and in his eyes, you know, my company is too big to have you know, to have equipment that's breaking down constantly mm-hmm. because of how he's got it structured. Yeah. Another thing I've learned from Corey on air and off air is you have to treat people, you know, essentially the way you want to be treated. Right. How you treat your team is so important. He was given an example of another company where the boss man is like a kind of yelling at the employees and stuff like that. He can't do that. He's no. like, would you want to get yelled at? No. That's true. You got to you got to show people respect and leadership and things like that. And so he didn't just stumble as a 17 year old kid to build a business into a gigantic empire and then sell it for a boatload of money. Right. It it took a lot of um, treating people well uh, to build that team. Right. So congratulations to Corey, man. That's that's really exciting. Exactly. For him. So we are celebrating his success. It looked like he went on a (laughs) shopping spree, too, man. (laughs) He was sharp. He was sharp he all was weekend sharp. long. Like, and even like I'd see him in the lobby at six a.m. He's wearing one thing. Then I get to the event at eight. He's wearing something else. Like, man, I, everyone else sharp. has a hoodie on and jeans. Corey's <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> going out to a five star restaurant. You know. Yeah, he was. He was pretty tired after the event last night. I was in the uh, hallway talking uh-huh. to a couple of friends. He came by and his wife was standing a few feet away. And he walked up. And he was like, "My voice is gone." Yeah. So of course, you know, like I did everybody else, I had a big, big old bag full of uh, uh, cough, cough drops, and I yeah. handed one. I said, "Man, you want a handful?" He said, "No, nah, I take just one. I'm good." I said, "You sure?" He said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm fine." Yeah. So he took one, and then he, you know, he said it helped him out pretty, pretty good amount. Nice. What about Paver P? What you, what you, what was your takeaways from um, his message? Well, like I said earlier, you know, as far as 
sticking to your guns. Mm-hmm. You know, you you know, there's a reason why if Johnny can do a retainer wall for seven thousand and you charge twenty seven thousand, there's a reason why that your price is why, you know, I've always been told, you know, you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm gonna do it right. I'm gonna do it right the first time, put the right amount of materials in it and do it how it's supposed to be done on spec and on grade. You know, some Johnny might come in there for seven thousand. He might get a he might come in there with two shovels from Lowe's and, you know, a pickup truck full of gravel and he might put bricks on it instead of <laughs> instead of instead of pavers, you know. <laughs> you know, I don't want nobody to come to my house and mow my grass and he's out there with a you know, with a ten dollar push mower and you know, doesn't I don't even think they make ten dollar push bars anymore. Oh, you can find them at yard yeah, sales. Oh yeah. <laughs> they got this place in Atlanta called Pawnopoly. They got the most raggedy looking lawnmowers out there. We've got so many pawn shops near my area. Like they keep them outside all day and all night. Yeah, they don't even like, bring them inside. They're like, yeah, they're, ch- they're just like chain around them. <laughs> so you know you're in the hood, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know a guy went in one day with three hundred dollars and come out with a whole setup. Oh, he man. went in and got a chainsaw, a weed eater, and a and a and a backpack blower, and a push mower. He's driving a little little Mitsubishi pickup. I said, "What you doing, man?" He said, "Man, I'm some lawn care business." I said, "I ain't mad at you." He was you like, s- "He was ready to go." Yeah, you got to start somewhere, man. He said, "This will get me by." He said, "Give me." He said, "Give me six months." He said, "I have some a little bit better." I said, "Hey." At least you and I here, you know, trying to spend a hundred thousand dollars and you know, mowing five yards. Right. right. <laughs> it happens. Hey, we're gonna be back, guys, with more with Lamont coming right up. You can count on Jobber to keep your business organized. Manage your business and back and forth with customers from one place. Estimate, quote, schedule, invoice, get paid, no software experience required. Friends, you can save 20% off your first six months at getjobber.com forward slash Paul or click on the link in today's show notes to try out the business management software that I've been using for years, Jobber. Do you come home ready to relax after a hard day's work and find that your bookkeeping demands your time? Truth be told, you can't give it your full energy or focus. It just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you. It's costing you good decision-making and your peace of mind. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping provides a bookkeeping solution to landscapers that is guaranteed to give you back your time and your peace of mind. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute call. Don't trick yourself into thinking you can handle it all. It won't be long before you're saying, no to new clients or skipping dinner with your family and friends all because your bookkeeping needs are unfinished let us take care of your green so you can take care of theirs schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com the hardscapeacademy.com is the place to get the skills and training you and your crew need to excel as a professional hardscaper. You'll learn all the techniques and best practices to properly install pavers and retaining walls. You'll have access to online video training courses, in-person apprenticeships, comprehensive guides, and customizable business forms. Plus, there are two free courses which cover everything slab. 
If you're serious about mastering your skills, abilities, efficiency, and bottom line, the hardscapeacademy.com is for you, and that link is in today's show notes. All righty, guys, hanging out with the Snatch Man in Nova, Michigan. Glad to be here. Yeah, we're, we're some of the only ones left. Everyone else uh, flew back or drove back right after the event, and uh, we stayed an extra day. So, um, hanging out here. Fullerton was just around. That was fun hanging out with him. Yes, it was. Always a good time to hang out with Brian. And yeah. you as well. Thank you, Pook. So, <laughs> tell tell me more about your um, business moving forward. You're going to raise your rates? Got to. I got to raise my rates. Um, what, what week are you planning on sending that? Right before the season kind of kicks back off in the spring? Or, or what, what's well, the, your plan? Well, this year I'll send it out the second week of February. Okay. I think this year I'm going to send it out the second week of January. You got my rate increase letter? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. I got it. It works. Oh, yeah, it did. Like I said, out of the out of the ten I sent it to, I only had two uh, two kickbacks this year. Yeah. So you know, if I had now, kick- why did you only send it to ten people? You only have ten customers? No, no, no I only sent it to the ten and pr- one that I needed to raise the prices on. Okay. Those but are you the could one- raise it on all your customers. I will. Yeah, at uh, least five yeah. percent. Yeah, I am because most of my yards at the time were at were at the level. That I wanted to be. It's okay. just those ten. Got you. That I went from weekly, from bi-weekly to oh, weekly. Oh, yes, yeah, that's sir. what it was. Yeah. Okay. I went from bi-weekly to weekly, and out of those ten, two of the ones are the ones that you know that was like, no, I can't do this. So I was like, okay. You know, then of course, you know, the guy asked me if I was drunk. He was one of yeah. the ten. <laughs> oh, you're drunk when you wrote this letter. And so he was, he was one of the two. And so he I'll was, take that as a compliment. Yeah. He was like, he said, I ain't never paid nine dollars ever we get my grass mowed. So then I went next door to the lady that I used to mow her grass. She asked me to come and take some for the to the landfill for, her, and I did. She said, "Yeah, he's got somebody mowing his yard every three weeks for thirty five dollars." Oh, I said, "Well, my it, gosh. it must be for beer money because <laughs> I'm not mowing no acre and a quarter for thirty five dollars every three weeks." No, forget about <laughs> it. But yeah, I plan on. I'm actually going to. Um, haven't told a lot of people this, but I'm actually going to niche down next year, and um, if I can, if I can gain probably ten more clients. And be at like thirty five or forty. Uh-huh. Then I got my part time guy. And I'm gonna let him handle the mowing route. Okay. And then um, I'm going to the fruit and squirt. Okay. What do you got to do to get your license in North Carolina? Yeah, take the test. I've been. I've had my fruit and squirt license for three years. Oh, you already have it. Yes. Yes, I have my. I got my license in 2018. Okay. Just so I could. Uh, reason why I got it is because um, a gentleman had told me that um, say North Carolina that you only legally supposed to be able to spray Roundup. At your own home. So if the agro, if oh, the, I got yeah, you. so if the ag man was to ride by and see you spraying the fence line, they have the right to pull up to you and actually to pull out a license. Got you. So you know, I'm not trying to take that five thousand dollar fine for yeah. a seventy five dollar license. <laughs> That's fantastic. So what if if you do get enough uh, revenue in the lawn side to um, keep things rolling with that? How are you going to spread the product? You're using. Uh, Liquid or, or I'm gonna do granular. I'm gonna do granular and um and liquid. I got a I got a uh, 200 gallon spray tank on the way. Oh really? Yeah. Where'd you get it from? Um, so oh, one of my buddies he had an older one and okay. he's gonna bless me with it. Okay. So he's going to uh, hook it up. He's gonna put a new uh, fuel a new uh, hose reel and okay. a new and a new pump in it. Nice. So he's like, I got to come to his house and pick it up after he gets it ready for me. It's an older one. Okay. That he had I I rather have one, you know one and none. Yeah, and then what are you gonna um, put the granular out with? Do you have a spreader? Yes, I got an Echo. Um, oh, one yeah. of those. Yeah, I got a. Uh, I bought a RB one hundred from Mitchell. Okay. And so, 
So I got one of those too. All right, fair and square, man. Jason Creole. <laughs> By the way, he um he has all kind of um resources for training for fertilization and weed control, mm-hmm. and they're on the greenindustrypodcast.com. Gotcha. So, I'll check those out. I also talked to him at GIA as well. Yeah. Cause I talked I, to him for a little bit. I asked him, I was like, hey, I'm trying to get the best of the best of the best on greenindustrypodcast.com so it can be, you know, the best resources for right. whatever part of your business you want to grow. Right. And I said, all I know about fertilizer and weed control is I don't want to do it. <laughs> so I tried, man. I, I could tell you story after story after story, man. Burning. I thought nitrogen made the grass green and grow, right? And um, so I, I had this customer keep complaining his yard was looking raggedy. And the reason it was because there's a big old tree and, you know, underneath the tree, the zoysia just wasn't growing. Right. But um, anyway, I put all this nitrogen out. And I put too much in it, burn it all, and killed it all. It's and, easy to do. Yeah, and then all kind of other things, trying to spot spray, and it's too hot. And, you know, you got this kind of weed and uh, dove weed. That that one was driving me crazy. And, and so finally, I've shared this story many a times. I went to Helena where I was buying all my stuff, and uh, Warren sat me down, and he gave me Russell Skipper's number. He's like, hey, guy named Russell Skipper, call him, and I never want to see you again. <laughs> And his point was, you're not unless you're doing uh, a, a big volume of of fert and squirt customers, um, it's not profitable. So right. in my case, I'm just serving 50 people a year, and it's like you can't make any money just doing a eight app program for 50 people right. because your material cost it it only makes sense when you're buying it in bulk. Right. You know, if you're serving 200 customers, um, then you're getting a bang for your buck on purchasing that stuff but i was having to spot spray you know nuts edge for this customer and then doves weed for this customer then a fungus for this customer and so i'm going out buying all these one-off products to treat the specific weed for this customer and it wasn't profitable right so i say all that to say uh jason is an expert right and has a passion for it so he provided at greenistrypodcast.com his resources to help you. So I'll check it out. Yeah. There you go. So what else uh, is your takeaways from this event? Uh, you know, I can tell you're uh, fired up, man. Man, I'm telling you what, I get to see the new people who came as far as, you know, once we've never been. Um, there was guys that came in 19 who didn't come last year or came back this year. Mm-hmm. There were guys who didn't come in 19 who came last year and this year. And I spoke with both, both types of people. Mm-hmm. And then there were a bunch of New people that as we've seen when they asked who, everybody to stand up. So there was a lot of people there who'd never been. They thought it was just going to be some, you know, boring eight to five seminar. I'm like, nah, man, it's, it's not going to be boring. I promise you that. Mm-hmm. I said, if it's boring, like Brian said, come up to him, tell me you want your $197 back, and he'll give it back to you. Like, he's, that's how dead serious that he is about, about this conference. And so they were just amazed at the passion that everybody had. I mean, it's not an act, there's no play, no script. And so that a lot of people had, you know, couldn't believe how, you know, people were really passionate about how they felt about, you know, making the jump, making the leap, making changes, mm-hmm. whether it's their life, their business, their finances, mm-hmm. you know, they just being able to change for the better overall. Yeah. Is, you know, it's pretty much what was, it's pretty much what I took from the whole conference. Yeah. You mentioned the finances. <laughs> we were uh, in the conference. You were helping on Friday set up the mm-hmm. room. 
and you got the notification from Dave Ramsey's show. You're like, ah, <laughs> time, time to listen to Dave. So I'm an avid listener to Dave Ramsey uh, program as well. So yes, sir. You, you still uh, listening? I, every day at two o'clock. You listen live. You don't catch the replay on the podcast. No, I don't because um, on the app, it comes on at two o'clock. Like I said, it used to sync up with YouTube, mm-hmm. but then it kicked it back to three. Then it kicked it back to four. So oh, some people yeah. like to watch it on YouTube. Yeah. But on YouTube, it comes on at two o'clock. I mean, at four o'clock on YouTube. Okay. But if you wait till five, then they automatically start playing the episodes with no commercials in it. Oh. At, you know, five o'clock. So you can condense a 40 uh, hour show into like 37, 38 minutes. Yeah. So, so you can listen to three different ways. Yeah. What have you learned uh, from listening to that program over the years about how to be a better steward of your finances? Well, I knew for when, when, when it was, I had heard his name probably 20 years ago. Didn't think no more about it. But then a guy that I work with, he was on that journey. He's, he was 34, had a family, you know, three kids, wife. He was debt free, pay for a house, pay for cars. You know, he drove a 1997 Jeep Cherokee mm. steel and then had like 120,000 miles. I said, I ain't got no miles on it, but he lived three miles from work. Yeah. So he was like, you know, I don't need this forty fifty thousand dollars car to drive three miles to work. He said, I get a scooter if I had to, <laughs> you know, but I've also yeah. known that, you know, try to get out of debt. And everybody has a has a, you know, point of view on good debt, bad debt. You know, debt is debt to me. No that's, debt. That's, <laughs> yeah, no debt. That's my thing. Like I said, try to get out, get out of my student loans. And, you know, saving up to, you know, put down for a down payment for for a house. That's what I'm looking forward to. Because, mm. you know, I ain't getting no younger, man. You know, I, I, I just turned 44 a month and a half ago. So, so my wife said it's time to go ahead and make that move. Is she um, on the same page with you? Or yes. Is it, oh, that's good. Yeah. Both of us, you know, like I said, both of our cars are 15, 16 years old. What you driving? A 06 Silverado. Okay. With 300,000 miles on it. Nice. And she drives a 05 Tahoe. Okay. So. The newest thing in our yard is 2006. <laughs> but it runs. It's fine. You know, if it breaks down, I can get it fixed. You know, I ain't got to worry about spending thousands of dollars to get it fixed. So You're pretty good with cars, aren't you? I, if I don't, my mechanic's one mile down the road from my house. Yeah. And he's actually my cousin, which is crazy. <laughs> so I got a cousin. I actually have two cousins that are full-blown ASE mechanics. That's nice. Yeah. So I ain't got to worry. you a good deal? He does. That's but like I said, nice. you know, like I told him, I said, he has to make money too. Right. So pretty much his setup is whatever the dealership hourly rate is, then he's half of the dealership because he goes, he don't have the overhead of a dealership. Right. Like a dealership is 175 an hour. He might be 85 an hour. Okay. So, I mean, like I said, he's working on my cars for five years. Yeah. You used to work at AutoZone? I did. Get it in zone. AutoZone. Yeah. They got good songs, man. They All did. the cars ones. They oh, did. oh. Oh, oh, O'Reilly's Auto Auto Parts. I worked there too. (laughs) I worked there from 2015 to 2017. Oh, man. I did. I was a manager there before I left. Sure did. I worked at O'Reilly and then I told my my wife last year, I said, I said, I'm going to give me a part time job at AutoZone. She's like, well, she said, she said, you know, parts. So I went in for the interview in December 19 for the interview. It was crazy. And the super, my, and the manager was like, "Dude, I ain't got to train you." Like I walked straight in, had a five minute interview, walked out, started the next week. I had to learn their system, but other than that, I mean, you know, I, you know, I was good to go. You know parts pretty well, huh? I do, I do pretty much. I mean, you know, what I'm saying sometimes. What's the funniest story you have when when like a woman comes in and asks for the wiper? Uh, 
wash your fluid. Wash your fluid. This lady like, come in, she said, she said, lady come in one day, she said, I need a jug of blue water. I said, blue water? She said, yeah. She said, you know the blue water? I was like, talking about Kool-Aid? She said, <laughs> I was messing with her. She was like, no, sir, the, 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 the blue water? I was like, you mean the washer fluid? She said, yeah, the blue water. Like she kept saying blue water. Like, like what I was saying to her didn't register. I said, hold on, I'll be right back. I said, how many jugs you want? She said, two. So I went and grabbed the two and come back. She said, uh, I put these in the gas tank, right? I was like, no, man. Unless you want your car to cut off. No, man, you put them under the hood. She said, don't the blue water go in the tank? I said, no, man, that's gas. I said, that little door, it says G-A-S. It's like, and there was a shell station right beside us. I said, you go right over there, grab that handle. I think she was a type of lady. Um, She was married for years and years, and her husband had passed away, and he'd done everything. All she had to do was just get up, take care of the kids, and be the wife. So she had zero, you know, interaction you know, with the car as far as getting anything done to her. And so I guess, you know, she didn't have any sons or any, you know, body to show her how to do things. So when she came in, that's why I was laughing. I was like, no, man, so you can't pour that in your gas. Yeah. <laughs> you can't pour that in your gas thing, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, that wouldn't that have been pretty oh, at all. So how'd you like the conference, man? It's good. It's a podcaster uh, dream because – you know, we get to do this interview in person. Right. And, you know, I've interviewed you in uh, Texas, Mitchell's shop, you know, and those interviews, in my opinion, uh, turn out better than if you just call me on the phone. Right. Because we get to, you know, look each other in the eye, have nonverbal communication. Right. So for me, it was a big blessing because I got to interview everyone you guys heard at the event who spoke, you know, Paver Pete and Greg Whitstock and Corey Ballard. And I'm not going to name them all, but right. you know, they, they hopped on the show. Although right. I don't think I got Caleb and Brittany, um, hung out with them last night, but right. I, I don't know if I got them on the program. It's all been a blur, but for me, it's a big blessing because you guys can share. And then it's just wild that people are listening right now in Australia, man. It's their Denmark. spring. It, it, it's <laughs> yeah. their spring right it now. Is. It's their spring rush. And, and uh, you know, New Zealand and, and Europe and Canada and all across the country. I just, I can't compute that so many people are listening to us talk, you know. <laughs> right. We, but go ahead. No, I was at, like, I talked to my wife about it about two weeks ago. And I said, who would ever thought they're running a lawnmower in general? Right. Would bring millions of people together. You know, you know, because what, two years ago, 19, they um they had the longest distance award. You know, of course, John Ryan, he won that coming away from Ireland. Yeah. You know, they they were trying to figure out who came the furthest to GIA. Yeah. It was either John Ryan. Makes somebody came from Australia, I think. Uh-huh. There, there was a, a son and his dad, I think. There was, I know John Ryan was there. Mm -hmm. But then there was a, I think it was a son and father. Okay. From Australia. They were trying to see who came the furthest. Wow. And I mean, it's crazy how, you know, riding a lawnmower, like I said, in general, you know, would bring millions upon millions of people together through YouTube, you know, social media, how you look at it. Yeah. And we, we asked <clears throat> who, you know, who came the furthest to this event. And people came from Oregon, I've seen it. Washington, yeah, and um, of course, you know, the Migos and, and Ben from Alabama. You're from North Carolina. I came from Georgia. I heard other people from Georgia, mm -hmm. and then all the Midwest. I mean, right. uh, you know, they came. In, uh, Ohio was real strong. Michigan, uh, Indiana, Illinois, Pennsylvania, all, all across Iowa. And so, um, for me to get to interview you guys in person, um, I just love it. it it's a uh, I work hard. I mean, I work, you know, 13 hour days 
you know, we're here and here. It's dark outside. I want to go exactly. to bed, you know? <laughs> exactly. But um, I love it. So I, I'm just grateful because everyone's um, enthusiastic and uh, really um, kind of motivated from everything. And right. so it just makes for great, great podcasting. So it does. To answer your question, it, it's been a home run. It's been an A plus. And I appreciate Brian Fullerton and Liz, um, you know, generously giving me this opportunity to, you know, have the time and space to create this content for the right. community. Um, you know, the, Brian gave Jeff my number. Jeff texted me so I could get him on the program. And then, you know, Greg and I actually saw him down at breakfast. Um, I was like, are you Greg Woodstock? He's like, yeah. Are you Paul Jamison? I follow you on Facebook. I was like, really? I was, I was shocked he knew who I was. I was like. <laughs> I talked to him yesterday right before we uh, broke broke for lunch. Yeah. So I, I was, talked to him for a few minutes I was like, can I interview my podcast? And, you know, a few minutes later, he's up. He sat right there. He's up in the, you know, hotel banging out a podcast. So um, when you're, uh, I think Ken Coleman from the Dave Ramsey um, team yeah. wrote a book called The Proximity Principle. Yes. I haven't read it. It's but good. I, oh, you read it? Yeah, I got it. Okay. It's real good. So what's it about? I'm, I'm assuming if you're in proximity to what you want. Yeah, it's about getting, you know, like, say you want to be an owner of a restaurant, mm-hmm. for instance. You know, you need to work at a restaurant, you know, instead of just trying to get a loan to go buy a restaurant. Because mm-hmm. you can go out here and get a, a business loan and buy that restaurant and it completely fail because you don't know how to run it. So, you know, I heard another podcast yesterday. Andy Frisella, he said, if you like speaking of a restaurant, he said, go work. No, I'm sorry, it was Jeff Jordan. I apologize. They said, go. <laughs> man, I listen to so many podcasts. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, you know, go work here for a year, then go work here for a year, then we we'll work here for another year. Uh-huh. And, you know, that way, you know, you, you're in close proximity uh-huh. to, you know, to getting to getting to where you to getting where you want to be. And so, um, but, but I mean, you know, that makes sense because because you don't get in close proximity of what you want to do. So that makes more sense than anything. Mm-hmm. You know, if I want to get in better in shape and, you know, if I want to lose 60 pounds, I don't need to hang around people eating four or five waffles a day and <laughs> eating, cake, eating cases of donuts and drinking two liters of sodas every day. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah. I got to eat clean, man. This This whole trip has been a... I haven't ate too good on this trip. Me man. and you both. Like I said earlier, I know I don't have you know, I, you know I flew in, so my options is kind of limited. Did you DoorDash or what? Because I got I got to get some dinner tonight. I, 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 I Uber Eats. Uber Eats. Yeah. Okay. That ain't that bad? I mean, like I said, I ordered. It tells you what's every restaurant doesn't doesn't okay. associate with it. So, but you can but it'll break it down to different categories like by. National, like by nationality, you know, yeah, Mexican. I, I got DoorDash. Yeah. I, I just, I got a, I'm frugal. I'm very frugal. I want mind getting a salad from Texas Roadhouse right now, to be honest with you. It ain't like a quarter mile up the road, but I'm not walking. It's I ain't road. walking in the snow. It's pouring down snow right yeah. now. I'm looking out the window. Oh, never mind. But yeah, I, if I can find Texas Roadhouse on Uber Eats or DoorDash, I'm getting me a grilled chicken salad tonight. Okay. For real. Because like I said, I, I ate a burger. It's, I ate a burger earlier today. Texas Roadhouse is close, so there's not delivery, even a mile. Yeah. The delivery fee shouldn't be that bad then. But I see on Uber Eats, on Uber Eats, they weren't on there, so I don't, I don't know if they're on oh, the DoorDash. DoorDash, I'm yeah. gonna check it out. You said call it Texas Roadhouse. Yes. All right. Keep talking while I look it up, so we don't have dead air. <laughs> <laughs> Excellence in broadcasting yes, ends, ends it uh, when his sun goes down, man. I, 
but uh, after hours. <laughs> but but I want to say um, to the ones that's listening to this podcast, if you're on the fence about coming to any event, would you rather come? And would you rather come and you know not learn anything, or would you rather not come and regret that you didn't come? But trust me, if you do come, I promise that you will learn something. You'll take away something from somebody, whether it's a lawn bro, a lawn gal, you know, speakers, companies, whatever, you know. My first year at GIA was 2018. I never heard of GIA till 2017. Mm-hmm. Till I seen, matter of fact, Brian's 2017 videos. Okay. I never heard wow. of GIA in my whole life. Wow. So I couldn't go in 17 because I didn't hear about it till the middle of September. And I was like, I can't plan because you know I was I was still working a full time job and mowing too. I'm like, yeah, I can't. You know, too 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 too. I was too far. I was too close to GIA to even try to take vacation days for. I said, well, I can I can scratch 17, but I made sure I made it in 18 wow. and 19. But but yeah, like I said, just just come out, man. You know, like a buddy of mine says, and like Dave Ramsey says every day. Christmas comes every year. It has a sneak up on yeah, you. It's December twenty right. fifth every year. Easter's the same. Easter's the third Sunday every every year in, in, in April. So, well, some years in August, <laughs> March. I had to think about that for a minute. I'm sorry, but but seriously though, you know, it's you know, GIA doesn't just sneak up on you. These events don't sneak up on you. They advertise it well six to eight months in advance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you can. Somehow, some way, plan. Yeah, I already have it on my, you know, I, I use Jobber. You can block off your schedule right. and everything like that. Right. Next year, I'm planning to go to the Equip. And next year, I'm planning to go to Entrepreneur Academy. Well, as soon as that level And one. this year, uh, I'm planning to go to Together in the Trades in Nashville in June yeah, 2022. I'd definitely be there. My wife's been, she's already been like, when's the dates? And I sent her the screenshot of when I got the card. I didn't read the date, so I got the card yesterday. I took a picture of it, sent it to her. She said, I'm booking right now. Nice. <laughs> so Nashville, here yes, we sir. come. Unfortunately, Texas Roadhouse, they're not on DoorDash th- either. Yeah, it's crazy, Outback, man. Outback was. I've seen that. But, um. I know BlackRock last night. I just happened to see oh, the commercial. You guys, I saw you there. You wait there yeah. oh, who, who picked up the bill on that? It was there. Everybody was on their own. Oh, y'all did single? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all went Dutch on that one. <laughs> Man, that place is expensive, eh? Yeah, I, all I got was a six ounce. I just got, just, I really. How much did they hit you up for that? Uh, 22. For just a six ounce piece of steak? Six, six ounce steak and two sides. Oh, you did get two sides? Yeah, I got uh, uh, baked potato, something else I got. Can't remember what else I got. But, but, but it was two sides. Okay, I got. But bacon. you have to cook your own steak. Yeah, and so James Shields, uh, second mile servants, he's never been, and so you know they're bringing steak. I tell you, almost raw. He's yeah. like, man, he's a man never done this before, and it was funny. But the guy showed him how to do it. So I uh-huh. said, man, look, you know, however, how you want your steak cooked, you know, you have to if you want it medium well, then you got to turn it over every thirty five to forty seconds. Okay. And so he got um, some type of kielbasa sausage, I think, along with okay. his steak. So while his steak was cooking, he had to take his sausage. I mean, it was cooked, but he wanted it more done. Uh-huh. So he put it on that block, too. And I said, man, you can't touch that block. I said, because oh. trust me, it will brand yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there before, man. And last year when I went, the waitress even said that there was one lady. She went until her block got completely cool, tried to wrap it up in a napkin and tried to oh. steal, tried to steal the stone. Wow! Yeah, like she, like she literally took a took a steak knife, flipped it over, scraped all the meat off yeah. of it, and then tried to steal a stone from a restaurant. Oh man! 
<laughs> but you got to have special ovens to get a piece of block that hot. I mean, you can't just take them and put it in your 500 degree oven. <laughs> it's not, it will never get that hot. She told me yeah. that they keep those, uh, she said they keep those stones in that, and that it's like an 800 degree. So did James touch the stone? No, he didn't. Okay. No, I didn't one, know where you're going with the stone. No, I was, I was saying, I was saying the waiter told him not to touch it. Uh, I got it. Because you. you do, it'll brand you. Yeah. Like you brand cattle, it is, it'll leave a mark on oh, you. Oh, for a sure. A permanent mark. Yeah. So. Common he sense. Say, yeah. But he, but he wanted to make sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. No. <laughs> it's that lady at McDonald's, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the coffee guy. <laughs> Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I, I'm going to figure out where I'm going to eat dinner and uh, pack up. We're, we got uh, uh, Brian's taking us to the airport tomorrow. You think he's going to pick us up in the Tesla? Or? I think so. That'd be pretty cool. I think so because I'm sure his truck. I'm sure never, his tr- have you ever ridden a Tesla? I've never ridden it one. That was actually four hit last night. They were sitting on that back lot back there. Okay. On that back wall, there was a purple one and a, a black one. Yeah, I've never... Uh, I don't think I've been in one. Me neither. So if we go to the airport, I don't know if I trust this. So he could just sit there and be on Instagram and the car drives itself? I don't know, man. You know how they've been known for just driving off in the wild blue yard. Yeah, so. I, I'm telling you, if, if he's if we're going in that thing, he's driving. 10 and 2, man. Now give me that iPhone 13. I ain't ready for that. When I was in California, Pook, they had cars that drive themselves. No, and and uh, they were they were testing them out. It was on a Sunday morning. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, and I was like, "There's nobody in that car, and it's just driving around town." It was, it was you know, it's on the on the. It says like test drive, you know. Yeah, I've seen that. All that, but I'm I saw it, you know, you my seen, own you, eyes. You've seen in, it real, in, yeah. um, in Silicon Valley, and in, in, you know, we're right outside the Google plant, and uh, you know, low traffic Sunday morning, and uh, it wasn't like there's someone sitting in the driver's seat and it's driving itself. There's no human being in the car. It's just driving around California. I was like, whoa. Well, you know, Domino's has those little uh, cars that go around and live a pizza in that with nobody in it. Are you serious? I think they call I seen a commercial a couple weeks ago. I think it's called Neuro. It looks like the, like the little the smallest little Chevy that uh-huh. they make. It's about that size. And it's it looks like the and it looks like it's closed in. I guess there's a heater in there or whatever. Uh-huh. And there's nobody driving it. It's called Neuro. How do you get your pizza? I feel like I get your you house. walk there and get it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because uh, some random person that's hungry could just go up to you and take the pizza out. I right? guess it's got GPS to, to, to the track. To, I guess it's hooked to Wi-Fi. I guess on a, I know everybody got Wi-Fi, but yeah. I don't know how it works, but I've seen the commercials of it. I've never actually seen one you know, in real life, but I've seen a commercial about it. Cause like at Chipotle they have this like um, thing on by the cashiers you know I don't know the word uh, like a locker yeah like a locker a shelf part of yeah. it's a shelf <laughs> and uh, you know at lunchtime there'll be all these bags of food on the shelf and then the yeah. Uber Eats and people will come in and grab yeah. it and go but it's like how do you know someone with not no integrity just doesn't walk in and take a bag and they got free lunch that's you know? true yeah that's true matter of fact they were doing it um. Some restaurant I went to. Oh, at the Coney's at the, at the Coney Island with me, Bedell and um, Dylan okay. ate, ate breakfast this morning. Yeah, they were doing to go orders, and they would just sit them on this random table. Yeah, and the Uber driver come up, look at the box, and just roll out. I'm like, well, but you got mad. Why don't some? Why didn't you know? How did they know if someone just drive up? Walk that's in, what I was. Yeah, yeah pancakes, like, bacon, exactly. and, eggs, and they going. <laughs> like they watch you. They're like, man, what are you doing? You know, they watch, look at you know. Yeah, and just watch you walk in, just run, walk out the food. 
Back to Ken Coleman. That's why you work at the restaurant first, I guess, man. You learn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I ain't trying to own no restaurant, man. <laughs> no. I worked at a dining hall. I worked at Best Burger. I worked at McDonald's. I worked at Wendy's. I worked at Hardest. I'm loving it. <laughs> I worked at KFC. The last, the last uh, fast job. I worked at KFC for five years, from 2010 to 2015. You got to write a book one day, man. Dude, <laughs> I'm telling you, I worked at every fast food restaurant, the main chains, but Burger King. I tried to work there in 1996. The manager wouldn't hire me. He said I had. He said I had. Uh, he said I was. I was overqualified to work there. Overqualified because <laughs> because I had a college degree. I said, dude, I just need to make some money. Like I need to pay my rent. Yeah. He said, man, I can't hire you. I said, why? He said, because I think you'll get. He said, I think you get bored with the job. I said, dude, I just need to work. I don't care. I mean, I scrub the parking lot. It don't matter to me. Yeah. But he wouldn't hire me though. He said, he said you're overqualified. Wow. <laughs> Know how it feels to a nineteen-year-old kid, man. You you trying to get a job and you're super and the manager of the restaurant say you're overqualified. Man, so well, I appreciate it. Thank Snatch you, sir. Man. Yes, sir. Well, uh, hopefully, see you soon, man. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good evening. Well, our community is absolutely blessed to have Lamont and just the joy and hope that he brings uh, to the community. He's just a great, great friend. And I was nice uh, this year at LAL. I stayed on Sunday because in previous years, I would fly out on Sunday and I always basically overextend myself on Saturday trying to bring as much content to you guys as possible. And then to wake up you know, early in the morning and go through the cold and the TSA and to get on the airplane. And once you get back to Atlanta, it's still a journey to get, you know, into the baggage claim and then to the car. And you, you know, Mr. Producer, you drive through downtown Atlanta traffic. It's just a lot of uh, stress. So what I did this year is I stayed on Sunday in Michigan and um, most everybody else had gone back except, um, Lamont, he was still in town and he messaged me. He's like, Hey, what you doing? And I was like, swing on by the room, man. Brian's up here. We're podcasting away. So he, he came in the middle of our podcast with me in Fullerton and sat in on that. And then uh, Brian moved on to uh, go hang out with the fam and uh, me and snatch man, you know, made that podcast. And then I'm, I got a point to all this. <laughs> well, maybe the next morning, it was a lot of fun. Um, we, me and Lamont need to go to the airport. And so, uh, Brian generously offered to take us in his new Tesla. And so he picked us up and, uh, we were joking, you know, what kind of Uber X is this man? It had those Falcon doors. It opens kind of like a Lamborghini. It was pretty cool. And, uh, we went out to breakfast and uh, just laughed a lot, had a good time and I had a lot of fun. And then Brian drove us to the airport, which is actually like 35 minutes from Novi to, to get to the Detroit airport there. And I uh, just got to hang out with Lamont for quite a while there, uh, with breakfast fist and 14. And then we uh, hung out at the airport before I got on the plane and uh, just a lot of fun. So I really appreciate what he brings to our community. And you guys can definitely follow along on the Instagram at Harrison Property Management. And if you come to a, a, a lawn landscape event, more than likely you'll see Lamont smiling and making people laugh. And uh, our next events in Florida, uh, we will be doing a meetup, I believe, Saturday, February 5th. I'll be following us on Instagram at Green Industry Podcast, at Almond Landscape LLC, at um, LCR Media, at, at, at Brian's Law Maintenance. We'll be announcing, but we're going to be doing a big meetup in Tampa Bay, Florida, uh, coming up, I believe, Saturday, February 5th, 2022. But uh, we'll, we'll announce that as we get closer to that. Last but not least, guys, in my hand right here is the Diligent Shall Prosper. It's a 90-day goal tracker and journal to help you crush your goals in two to there's 
power when you have vision and faith and you get locked in. It doesn't matter what surprises are thrown at you because you are the man or woman with a plan. And you write that down every day and you stick to it and you execute. I'm telling you, you can get traction, you can get success. And uh, I'm gonna help with the Diligent Shall Prosper. It's a hardcover book available on Amazon. It's a journal. I'm knocking on it right there. And what it has is 90 days to guide you through. At the top of each page, you'll have a proverb of the day. Underneath that, there'll be three lines where you can write down what you're thankful for and it will guide you through that powerful. You know, this morning I was like thinking about what I'm thankful for. And I was thinking about all this podcast equipment. It's like, man, I take that for granted every day that we have this technology. And, you know, I also wrote, I'm thankful for Mr. Producer and God's mercy. He's been so kind to me. Amen. And then there's a spot to write down what your goals are for the day. And uh, I am two for three so far on my goals for today. And uh, the other one I, I will get accomplished here shortly. And then there's also a journal, which I actually write down a prayer in the journal section. Um, my prayer today was God remove all the gunk out of my heart. Because when you get that gunk out of your heart, it's like a hose. You get the gunk out of the hose and the water just flows. If we can get a clean and pure heart, man, I'll tell you what, things get accelerated. Yes, indeed. The Diligent Shall Prosper, available on Amazon. You can pick up your journal and uh, get started on your 90 days. And uh, I'm already well on my way through my first time through the journal. And then, uh, you know, I'll probably get one once a quarter and just keep things flowing um, because it really is powerful when you write down your goals and make them measurable and specific. You can pick up your copy today. The link will be in today's show notes as well as the link to the greenindustrypodcast.com. And uh, it's actually on greenindustrypodcast.com. So I guess you can uh, be efficient and just head on over there, greenindustrypodcast.com. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.